Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, a modern recruiting and compliance software solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the High Road, whatever platform you use to listen. This week, I'm honored to be joined by an industry expert at the intersection of driver health and technology, Stephen Kane, president of Rolling Strong. Welcome to the show, Stephen. I'm glad we could finally get together. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Well, this is your uh, this is your first time joining me on the show, and uh, you know about you know driver recruiting and and retention. And sometimes you know, it takes people a minute to really you know connect the dots between you know driver health and wellness and and driver retention. And so I'd like to to spend some time you know connecting those dots and uh, you know making sure we talk about that and. And how connected those dots really are, and, and also um, about Rolling Strong. You know, I want to learn, you know, how you're, you know, moving the needle in bringing technology to the equation of driver health and wellness, and and certainly want to learn about you. You know, your background, what got you into the trucking industry. Uh, perhaps you can share your your passion for fitness uh, as well. And then, lastly, of course, we'll answer a question from one of our listeners during our deeper dive segment. Does that work for you? <laughs> Sounds great. So let's start. Let's start with you. You know, who is Stephen Kane and, and how did you get your start in the trucking industry? Well, we only have we only have one segment for this story, right? <clears throat> that, could, that could be an all day thing. Um, and I feel it's, you know, the uniqueness of my story is relevant, um, you know, but I mean, I, I got started in trucking. My dad had trucks. Uh, my brother, he, he owned race cars, he owned trucks and a bunch of other businesses. And, you know, the race car drivers, including my brother, drove the trucks. And so I immediately you know, thought trucking was cool, right? Because you had these these race car shops and these race car drivers going on the road running trucks. And so it was a privilege to be able to polish the aluminum and, and, and wash and wax the trucks and eventually do PMs and eventually go on the road as a lumper. <clears throat> and then after college, I said, you know, I can make pretty good money as a truck driver. I know a bit about that industry. So let me let me get my CDL and go, go on the road full time. And so after college, I, I got on with Allied Van Lines, um, tough work. And, uh, you know, became what we used to call a bed bugger. And, uh, you know, and overall, I spent about 10 years and the first uh, part of my 30 year career in, in transportation as a driver, um, you know, driving over the road, driving LTL um, and before moving into management. So but you're also a technology guy, right? You're a tech guy and uh, and also really big in, in health and wellness. Can you share? I mean, I, I've known you for for years I mean, I've been I've seen you at, in events in the industry for years. And um, don't think I realized how involved you are in fitness as well. Can you share just kind of your, your background and passion there? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, so I, I've always been pretty athletic and I, you know, the main um, athletic that I was focused on growing up was martial arts and boxing, uh, box, you know, in college a little bit and stayed with that for many years. And, you know, sparring partner or, you know, several different disciplines in martial arts, um, and so eventually I owned and operated um, USA Boxing, boxing gyms, had youth academic programs, had boxing programs and really worked with younger people, health, uh, sleep, fitness, nutrition, how to get them prepared for competitive um, boxing matches and that kind of thing. So I've always been really you know, focused on my personal health and the health of others. Um, with the technology piece of it, <clears throat> it's interesting because if you ask my family, you know, 15 years ago, you know, you know what my you know, experience with technology was they'd laugh and say, he, he can't even turn on the computer. 
Um, but you know, I, I was at one time an ops manager in the trucking industry and I got really sick with cancer. The trucking community really rallied around me and they donated money so I could have a paycheck. I'll never forget that. Um, and, uh, and they, they bought me a, a Lance Armstrong Trek bicycle and did all these motivational things. When I got better after chemo and surgeries and the whole nine yards, I was so eager to learn and just, I, it was like, I felt like it was my last day and I just wanted to, you know, be part of something. And so I dedicated myself to learn every little nick and cranny of the trucking industry. I got signed on with a big carrier and I worked my way from the dock to driving to management, um, right on to, you know, management at the corporate level and was put in charge of rolling out, um, the early technologies and telematics, lean departure, forward collision avoidance, all those, all those kind of things. Um, and I taught myself technology. Um, whether it be integration, whether it be, you know, to a certain level code and infrastructure. Um, and, you know, and so I, you know, built some cool programs and eventually went on my own and, you know, continued on building, you know, some other innovations in the industry. Um, and, and, and ultimately I, it kind of led me to, I have a background in trucking. I have a background in technology and I have a background in, in health and wellness. Let me mash all those things together and create a platform that actually, can make a difference in people's lives. Uh, we can actually help human beings with, with what we can do. Well, that might be a fantastic segue. I don't know if anybody could have done that any better <laughs> to say, what is rolling strong? How do you, you know, what are, what are you doing in the industry as you mashed all those things together? As I said earlier, you know, connecting those dots. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's, you know, that, that question, the, the answer to that question could be meaningful in different ways to different people. Wellness is a very watered down word. Um, you know, some people may think it's massage therapy, it's going to the gym, it's getting a, a dietitian. Um, and some people might talk about, you know, culture and how we have to change the culture of organizations. And, you know, you have biometric screenings, and you, you know, you have monitoring that, that health data and coaching. And, and so Rolling Strong is actually all of those things. Rolling Strong you know, first is a is a platform. It's it's highly scalable. Um, it is it is highly compliant. You know, and all those things. But you know, you want to think of us more as an agnostic solution to um, the the problem that we're trying to solve. So integrations with all the wearables, Fitbit, Garmin, Kohler, Apple, Samsung. We've gamified the wearable industry, right? We have worked very closely with the DOT medical medical examiners to create tools that actually help us learn how to focus on the habits as they relate to getting a long-term DOT medical card and keeping it. We have coaches that we've trained to become CDL wellness coaches. And so I don't mean gyms, you know, um, you know, fitness trainers at the gym, which I respect them as well, but our coaches are people who are registered dietitians, they're kinesiologists, they're nutritionists, they're physical therapists. And together in a think tank, we've all put our minds um, you know, our, our thought forward in how do we create a solution that really works for transportation for the challenges trucking companies have, the challenges drivers have. And why does this matter today? I mean, we've been talking about recruiting and retention for years as a biggest challenge in the industry. And certainly uh, it gets a lot of press every year with the, uh, in, you know, Atri's top 10 industry issues. You know, how help, you know, for, for those in the audience who are like, you know, that's great, you know, we should always be healthier. But why does that matter so much from the driver population? Sure. Makes sense, right? We we go through this a lot. We have a really cool platform, technology, all the bells and whistles. But why would somebody need this, right? What is What are we really impacting? How does this really work? 
Well, I'll give the common sense approach first. If Does anybody think that an overweight, lethargic, tired, drowsy, unfocused person that gets behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler pulling 80,000 pounds down the road through traffic, construction, downgrades, and all the other good stuff that we do is a safe thing? Absolutely not. Look at the crash statistics report. How many people fall asleep at the wheel? How many people um, you know, have a crash as a result of a catastrophic event like a heart attack or um, you know, other things because they're impaired, fatigue? And so we know this from a regulatory standpoint. We have put things in place that make sure that drivers have to pass a DOT physical to get their license. They have to take it every two years or so. Um, if they have less than acceptable conditions, then they might have to, you know, it's an 18-month card, it's a one-year card or less. Um, but then we don't have anything in place that actually supports those drivers or those companies to make sure that they stay healthy for the term of that card. And and I think all of us know because we've all gone through those stages in life where we got kicked off on the holidays with bad eating habits. And that led to, you know, 20 pounds of weight gain and our, high, our blood pressure kicked up and stuff. Um, two years is, is, is great, but it takes a lot less than that to go from less than acceptable to critical um, and to get drowsy behind the wheel. You know, following distance decreases, deceleration before cornering decreases, all the things that we, from a safety standpoint, work with drivers to be aware of and focused on start to go out the window because the health has declined. Right. Um, So as an industry, I think we've done a fantastic job with for collision avoidance and lean departure, electronic logs and monitoring and, and how that ties into compliance and how we mitigate risk with those tools. But we haven't focused on the actual human being that's getting behind the wheel of the truck. What we do at Rolling Strong is we focus on how does a company create a cultural environment to make it cool, to make it acceptable, to make drivers want to participate in a wellness program. How do we give them tools that actually make sense, that work for drivers that are getting behind the wheel of a truck? How do we incentivize them? And ultimately, um, how do we actually put drivers behind the wheel that are focused, alert, they're ready, they're able, you know, they're they're really on top of their job. And that's everything from doing the pre-trip inspection, my hips too sore to, to bend down and really check my leaf springs, check my tires, pressure, you know, popping the hood, three-point contact, getting in and out. All these things can be impaired by our physical, our mental condition, you know, and all that. So, um, you know, we're really trying to take the person and put them behind the wheel and make them as capable as they possibly can be. When we talk about this, uh, you know, from an equipment standpoint, you know, you're always taking care of your equipment. You spend a lot of money on that equipment, you're buying new trucks you know, every few years and you're, and you're taking really good care of it. And, and these are people far more valuable than that equipment. And so kind of to your point, it's, 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 it's maintenance in a, in a much greater way. You, it's unsafe uh, to the contrary, I think, is you make a really good point there. Yeah. Anybody, anybody that works in safety, right, any of us that work in this industry understand that these tools are fantastic tools. I think we all have learned to appreciate them, even fellow drivers. There's nothing more impactful than actually the human being doing a good thorough pre-trip, a human being paying attention to the, to the road in front of them, what's behind them, what's on the sides of them. And, and uh, on that note, when you're, when you're engaging with uh, you know, your customers, fleets and, and drivers, what does that look like? And, I, and I'm and I'm asking because I'm I'm sure we've got uh, folks who are who are listening here saying I recognize this. This makes a lot of sense. Maybe some of them are even uh, are customers of yours. But how does it work for somebody who 
who is not, who says, who recognizes the importance of, of health and wellness for their, for their trucking uh, community. Do you work with drivers directly or is it with the carriers or both? What's that process like? All of it. So we work with the, with the industry. We work with the associations. We work with the carriers. We work with the drivers. Um, when we're implementing this um, with a company, it starts with, with the carrier. It starts with leadership. Um, if leadership doesn't embrace this, if leadership doesn't believe in it, that's going to die in the vine. It's that simple. There's no magic app out there that's going to fix this. This is not a tool that you can buy and say, put this in and walk away. Um, this is a serious issue with serious consequence, and it requires you know, serious intentions, what I call rigorous intention. And it needs to be done on part of the leadership team. So we go in and we work with leadership to identify what does their culture look like? Does it include wellness? Is wellness a, a core value of their business? Um, and if not, what would they like that to look like? How can Rolling Strong help create that? How do we create that through education, through awareness? Um, that's done through, you know, multimedia, you know, videos, posters, emails, education, all those kinds of things. And then once we get people to move the actual end user, the, the driver or other employees, what do we do to um, incentivize them or motivate them to, to want to get involved and start building healthy habits? So we have incentive tools and competitions and games, but then all of our tools that we built work parallel to that to that kind of concept, that motivational concept. How do we get these drivers um, actually doing things on a daily basis that changes their habits short term and eventually and eventually long term, and then reporting to show the difference between you know, here's the impact that we've been able to have. Here's what they've done. Here's the impact that we've been able to have. So having a, a program that's, and this is in a, a native mobile app, is that right? That is one of the um, core features of the program is a mobile app. Absolutely. And the reason why I ask is because several months ago, I read a book called How Not to Die. And it was really impactful for me because I opened my eyes to the importance of what you eat or and what you don't eat. Right. In terms of just for, for, for health. And I, not only did I, you know, I lose weight, but what was, what was helpful in that process? Cause I've always been pretty active and, you know, and as I've gotten older, I've recognized that I'm not able to maintain the same level of, you know, weight, you know, loss yeah. just by exercising. So this was a, you know, revelation to me, but what was really fun about this and, and part of the, I guess you referenced gamification earlier is I downloaded an, an, an app that uh, I check boxes of, you know, what I'm eating, you know, every day in certain food groups and stuff like that. And, and it was really cool. It made it fun. And then when you're able to see progress, that's what sort of, you know, gave me momentum. And so yeah, I would expect similar uh, behavior. Yeah. And that's why I say, right. It's all, it's, it's when you say, you know, what is it? It's, it's kind of all of the above, right. You can go out there and get a lot of great fitness apps. You can go out there and get a lot of great nutrition apps we're a wellness app, we're a wellness, we're a wellness platform. And so we're giving people tools to log nutrition, to actually find recipes that are working for other truckers. Um, you know, what, what does that nutritional log look like to a coach? And what does that conversation look like? Um, how do we make suggestions and kind of contour your, you know, caloric and macro, you know, breakdown? We've even built something called predict a meal that allows a driver to pull into a truck stop, press a button based on their location, Based on a half mile radius of where they're sitting, their caloric goal for that meal at that time of day, it'll give them suggestions on the exact meal items that they should eat inside that truck stop at the restaurants that are there. Um, you know, so we've created, we've been very fortunate to have 
the the funding, you know, for the resources uh, to build out some tools that are really cutting edge. Um, but again, that doesn't happen without the experience of these these coaches, right? The, the you know people that are experts in specific disciplines like dietary, like physical therapy, like fitness, you know, um, sleep, hydration, all those aspects. Um, and so, you know, those tools are in there. I, I like what you said. You know, you read a book. You know, uh, you know about about you know sitting can make you die. Um, this is serious. Look, we we can have fun with this, and I like to have fun with this. But, the, you know, I started doing this because a buddy of mine who trained me as a driver, who many years later I became his dispatcher, you know, he had, he had a stroke and, and passed away. And that's not the first and only time I've seen that, you know, because of this unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah, affects, hey, carriers, it affects your bottom line. And I'm, and I'm here to help you solve that problem. Drivers, I'm here to help you. My coaches are here to help you change your life and actually make it to retirement. We're here to help you be able to go home and actually feel good about going out in the yard with your kid and, and play catch with the football. I can remember going home after being on the road for a long time and going out in the yard and being like, oh, my God, I got to move. My kid wants to run around. Right. Um, so when you even look at this from a, you know, from a kinesiology standpoint, you know, we've studied what this actually does to the body sedentary for 11 to 14 hours. What kind of an impact does that have on the position of the hips? What kind of impact does that have on the knees and the ankles and other joints in the body? How do we rewind that? How do we get the hips activated? How do we make people feel a little better about walking and moving? Good functional movement, right? How do we motivate them to do that? And then how does that play out in other accessorial job duties they might have to do, right? If you work in safety, if you work in work comp, I'm sure you've seen it. Drivers on the road for weeks, all of a sudden they got to get out and they got to crank that old landing gear. It's all gummed up and hard to turn. Bam, they're coming inside. And they, they, you know, they pulled their back out, right? They try to reach under and grab that fifth wheel pin they can rarely grab. Trailer wasn't set quite level and you can't pull it. Bam, they pull a shoulder, right? How do we actually get the body in condition so it can execute these job duties without having as many work comp claims? Um, and ultimately, how do they go home and actually enjoy, you know, what, what we've been given, you know, the movement of our body and enjoying time with family. Well, and there's a couple of challenges that, as you kind of mentioned, you know, there's already that sedentary lifestyle, you know, the drivers have. I mean, it's just, it's part of the job, especially when they're, you know, long haul over the road um, in nature. And so, so you have the challenge of regular movement that you have to address. You still have to, you know, find the opportunities to do that. And then also food, you know, you kind of touched on this a little bit, but I, I recognize since I've changed my eating habits, uh, I am noticing more and more restaurants that have options that work for me, you know, but I know that's probably not the case with a lot of truck stops. How do you, how do you solve for that as well? Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when you think about wellness, I've been through the journey myself, right? Just like you. I mean, I went through it. I wasn't in great shape. Now I'm in great shape. I couldn't run a mile five years ago without stopping. Now I've done multiple Ironmans and I continue to do those. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm responsible for, you know, for my journey, right? And so whether I'm going and facing truck stops that don't have healthy food or my spouse or whoever I'm, you know, inhabiting with is eating bad stuff and I'm trying to eat good stuff or I don't have a gym to work out at and instead I got to do push-ups on, a, on the ground, you know, in a dirt parking lot outside my truck. Um, if we want it bad enough, we can make that happen. Coaches can be a big support mechanism to help you figure out how to do that and keep you motivated to do it. And as we gain results short term, those motivate us to go after those long term results. 
Now, parallel to that, can we do more in, in way of putting healthier options in truck stops and other places like that? Absolutely. I don't think the question should necessarily be, you know, are there enough healthy options in a truck stop? I think the question really should be for truck stops that cater primarily to professional drivers, should we allow a few unhealthy options in those in those places, right? We have to reverse the thinking. I mean, we're concerned about accidents. We're concerned about retention as an industry. We're concerned about turnover, driver shortage, all these things. But the number one thing, driver's health, right, is there, there's just, there's no, there's not a lot of regulation. There's not a lot of supporting things around it. Um, we are always willing to work with truck stops to create not only the, the presence of those healthy things, but, you know, guided walkthroughs when they get to the truck stop of how to find those things quick example and you cut me off i get real passionate jeremy no, so I love you, it. you cut me off if i talk too much but you know you think about pulling up to a, a truck stop to get fuel i'm in the fuel lane i got two or three trucks behind me they're waiting on me i run in you know whether i'm doing a com check or i'm paying with a credit card get my fuel pump turned on run back out get my fuel i'm gonna go back in maybe to get my receipt or something I got to do it quick because somebody's waiting for me. Even if I pull up to the line and I got someone behind me now getting their fuel, I still got to move so they can get out, right? And so now I'm on a I'm on a on a on a hunt inside the truck stop to find that one cooler that's got those couple healthy options in it, right? Now I got a few minutes to do it, um, and I'm doing it while walking through twelve aisles of absolute, you know, a sea of junk food, right? <clears throat> I get to my ten hour break. And I get outside my truck and I look around and I'm like, oh man, do I really got to do push-ups or, you know, walk or, you know, exercise in this parking lot with all these other truckers looking at me, right? So the, again, the question needs to be not, are we doing enough? We know we're not doing enough. Like, how do we, you know, what is too much should be, you know, the question. Um, and so, you know, that's what we do all day, every day, because we don't have the options in rest areas at shippers, at, at truck stops, at carriers, for food, for workout opportunities and all those things. We provide coaching to get people's mindset in a place where they can do it regardless of the circumstance. In a perfect world, we would do both. We would have the right resources, the right availability, and we would continue to have great, you know, uh, transportation wellness programs like ours and others that are motivating people to actually change their lives and, and, and improve the safety of our industry. Well, and that's for me, like I just, I've become far more intentional with what I eat. And uh, a lot of times I'm taking stuff with me if I'm going someplace. Uh, when I've gone to conferences uh, this year, I've taken certain things with me just so that I know that I'm going to eat these things in the absence of, because I'm not sure if they're going to have that there. And I, it's important for me to get these things. So um, so that helps a lot. I, I do. We do have a, a just a, a minute left and I want to get into our deeper dive question because I think it's relevant because the, uh, the question was, you know, uh, we have tried to get our drivers to engage with health and wellness and haven't had as much success as we hoped. How can we get better adoption? I feel like that's a really good question because that's probably, you know, everybody's gone through that at least one time. Love it. I love that question. And I, and I get asked that question almost every day of my life. And one thing I want to say, you know, to kind of pre-qualify this is be careful of what you, what number you're looking at, right? People talk about engagement. Well, what's the engagement of your program? What's the engagement of our program? Well, if you look at statistics, if you look at those statistics on, you know, a, a global level, right? We have lots of data that shows what the acceptable rate of engagement is for a wellness company. We're looking at that based on companies that have half or triple of the amount less of driver turn or employee turnover. Right. So when you're talking about trucking, if you're looking at a 20, 30 percent engagement, which is kind of an acceptable one, that's a tough number to adhere to, because 
if you're a trucking company that has turnover, your wellness company is doing double or triple the amount of work because that many people are leaving every single month. But what I want to qualify is, by the same token, the impact of saving a driver or improving the life of a driver has a far greater impact potentially than the one that somebody who's working at the desk. The reason is, is because the person who's behind the wheel is driving an 80,000 pound rig down the highway that can impact the lives of many people when they have an accident because they passed out, they had a heart attack or something else. And those truckers predominantly are the most unhealthy person in the American workforce. So be careful on looking at that engagement number. Um, The truth is, if you have a wellness program that you've engaged with, they should be doing many of the things we've talked about. They shouldn't just have information available. They should have information with tools. It shouldn't just be about the drivers. It should be about cultural buy-in, mid-management, and the drivers, right? And so um, if you're asking yourself these questions, then you're probably defining what a what a good wellness, uh, transportation wellness program looks like. By the way, we have one. <laughs> and, and, and on that note, could you share, how do we learn more about Rolling Strong and what you're, uh, what you're doing for the industry? Yeah, absolutely. No, go to rollingstrong.com. I mean, rollingstrong.com, we, we have a great website. Um, we, we really tell the story on there. And there are several places that you can click on to, you know, get more information. That'll come, that information will come right to me and my, my team. And, you know, and we'll do a follow up. And we're a very, we're a very low pressure group of people. If you're interested in this, you want to learn more, we're consultants first. Um, I do this because I believe in it. It's my life. Um, most everybody on the Rolling Strong team has the same approach and focus on it. Um, and so when you talk to us, if nothing else, you're going to learn more about um, the culture of wellness. You're going to learn more about what this means in the transportation world. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, love your passion and, uh, and, I'm, and I'm grateful for it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on, Jeremy. It was a lot of fun. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road.